welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. So that even as the word comes, it shall bear fruit in our lives. We pray in the mighty name of Jesus that we will not live here the same. Amen. I would like to thank Pastor for this opportunity to teach tonight. And I pray that God will bless him wherever he is. Now, last week we talked about endurance. We talked about the, um, the culture of endurance. We started a teaching on it. And in it, we talked about some of the things that can cause us to go through afflictions or go through challenges or periods of, um, of pain that will need us to endure as Christians. And we talked about the fact that sharing the word of God can cause you to go through persecution, can cause you to go through affliction. We also mentioned the fact that living a godly life can also lead to persecution, can lead to affliction. Because the world is against the kingdom of light. So as you walk in light, you would face persecution for it. We also came to understand that sometimes our own actions, our own decisions as Christians can lead us to go through afflictions, can lead us to go through various challenges. But then when we endure, we go through the process. At the end of the day, there is a crown for us. So tonight, we are going to continue the teaching on the culture of endurance. And this time, we are going to talk about how we can develop the culture of endurance as a church member or as a Christian. Because it is a culture, it is something that must be a part of us day in and day out. It's something that we must work in as church members all the time. Now, the first thing that I would like to talk about is that whenever you are going through any form of affliction, persecution, challenges for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of your belief in Christ, for the sake that you have taken a stand as a Christian, you must not forget the reason why you are suffering. In that if you remember that you are suffering for the sake of Christ, you remember that you are suffering because you have now been called into the kingdom of light. If you understand that you are serving Christ and because of that you will go through pain, you will go through affliction, it will help you to develop the character or um, to develop the culture of endurance because you will know that it is part of the Christian work. You will understand that the moment you declare that you were a Christian, you have been called as a soldier into the army of God. And for being called as a soldier, it means that you are going to go through battles. You are going to go through periods of trials. And as you go through them as a soldier, you are not supposed to give up. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8, um, from verse 8 to 9, Paul told Timothy something. He said that, remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. Sorry. 
yes, Second Timothy 2 from verse 8 to 9. And he said, Wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds, but the word of God is not bound. So Paul was telling Timothy that he was suffering because of him being a Christian, because he was sharing the word of God. And it was something that was expected of him. And as a soldier, we have been called to stand firm for the sake of our belief in Christ. We must endure hardship as soldiers in Christ. And because of that, when you have that understanding, you walk knowing that in the midst of battle, you cannot just release your weapons and say that the battle has gone so fiery, so, so dangerous, and so you are turning back. But then you will stand on and then you will fight. And so as a soldier of Christ, tonight you are being called not to give up. That no matter what you are going through, you have to endure. Because that is the position that you have been called to. So I want you to boldly tell yourself tonight that I am a soldier of Christ and you, I will not give up. In Jesus' name, amen. The second thing that you must also understand is that you are a prisoner of Christ because of your relationship with God, because you are now a Christian. You have now been put in the position where you are going through certain restrictions, certain um, going through your life will now be confined because you are now a prisoner of Christ. In 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 8, if we can read 2 Timothy 1 verse 8, I would like us to read the NLT versions, please. And Paul was saying that, So never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord. And don't be ashamed of me either, even though I am in prison for him. So here Paul was telling Timothy that he shouldn't be ashamed of him because he was in a prison for the sake of Christ. And just like Paul, we'll find ourselves in times of confinement, times of restrictions, and even times of shame. Because to be a prisoner is a state of shame. It's something that we all wouldn't want to call for ourselves. I don't think that anyone here or anyone at the sound of my voice would wish that one day he or she will find himself in prison. That is something that nobody would like for him or herself. But as a Christian, there are times and periods that you will go through certain trials, certain persecutions, certain afflictions, and you will feel like a prisoner in it. But like Paul, he, Paul, like Paul was telling Timothy, he's telling him not to be ashamed of him because of such things. That Paul considered it something to be proud of, to suffer for the sake of Christ. And so when you are going through affliction for the sake of Christ, know that, understand that you are going through that affliction because of the name of Christ Jesus. And there is a reward for it. You have been called into a life in quotes of imprisonment because you are being restricted to live a godly life, to live in the principles and in the counsels of God for the same of Christ. Amen. Now the third thing that we can also do to develop the culture of endurance is to keep reminding, of, reminding ourselves of the truth in the scriptures. Now as I'm speaking to you right now, I'm telling you about something that as a Christian you will go through. You will go through periods of trials for the sake of Christ. And I'm sure that you have also read the Bible and you have read stories about people who suffered affliction for the sake of Christ because they decided to stand by God. You have read scriptures 
that talks about how when you endure to the end at the end of the day there is a glory ahead there is a crown to receive now when you are going through affliction if you want to develop that that um, ability to endure you must always remember these scriptures you must always remember these teachings that you are hearing the things that you go through in the time of darkness when you are going through the periods of darkness you must always remember what you heard in the, when you were in the light. That means the words that you are hearing now, the words that you keep, um, the things that you keep learning from the word of God, they are things that you are not supposed to forget. They are things that are supposed to be meditated, meditated upon and things that are supposed to be treasured in your heart. So that in times when you are going through pain, in times when you are going through affliction, you will not forget them, but then you will hold on to them so that they will take you through those periods of trials. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5, if we can turn our Bibles to them, Paul said that, I remember your genuine faith, for you shared the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. Here Paul was encouraging Timothy. Timothy was going through persecution because he was sharing the word of God. And Paul was telling him that the faith that he, is, he has in him now, that same faith was in his grandmother, Lois, and it was in his mother, Eunice. And with that same faith, they were able to endure and run the race. And he was reminding him that he shouldn't forget that faith. He shouldn't forget the teachings that he learns from such people. He shouldn't forget the things that they taught him. That those things has the ability to help him to also go through the trials that he was going through. So when you are going through periods of trials, periods of affliction, if you have to endure anything for the sake of your belief in Christ, for the sake of sharing the gospel, remember the teachings. Remember the things that you have read. Know that they are true. Know that they do not lie. And so far as you hold on to them, they have the ability to take you through. In Jesus' name, amen. Another way that you can also develop the culture of endurance is to keep doing whatever God has called you to do. Now, as Christians, we have been, all been called to fulfill a certain assignment. There is a call of God upon our lives. The moment you became a Christian, God set you into purpose. He set you on a path to achieve something great for him. Now, when you are going through these challenges, when you are going through these trials, there is a need for you to focus on the word of God, to focus on the assignment. And in 2 Timothy 4, verse 1 to 5, I would like us to read something that um, Paul was also telling Timothy. He said that, I solemnly urge you in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who will someday judge the living and the dead when he appears to set up his kingdom. Preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. Verse 5. But you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. 
There is a ministry that God has called us to, brothers and sisters. There is a work that God has called us to. And like Paul was telling Timothy that he should keep on preaching. He should keep a clear mind. Tonight, I came to admonish you that whatever it is that you are going through, whatever it is that you have to suffer, whatever sacrifices that you have to make, keep enduring them. Keep focusing on the ministry to, to which you have been called. Keep focusing on the ministry that God has called you to fulfill. Keep doing, that, keep doing the work that he has called you. Keep laboring in his vineyard. Keep committed to the work that he has called you to. Like Paul was admonishing Timothy, when you commit to it, then you will have a clear mind. Because the things that we are facing are meant to distract us. So that we will lose our focus and not fulfill the assignment to which Christ has called us heavenward. But if you will keep committed to him, if you keep focused on that assignment, if you keep believing and trusting that he who has called you is able to hold your hand and able to help you to accomplish it and fulfill it, you will know that in the midst of it all, you will you'll be able to achieve it at the end of the day. If you keep focusing on the challenges and the things you are hearing and the things that are discouraging you, they have the ability to cause you to lose focus. And when you lose focus, then you have derailed from the purpose that God has called you and you will miss your crown at the end of the day and so tonight I pray for us all that whatever assignment that God has called us to whatever ministry that he has called us to fulfill whatever it is that he has laid on your heart to do no matter how difficult it is no matter the pain that you are going through no matter the challenges that you are facing I pray that he will give you the grace to fulfill it I pray that he will give you the grace to focus on him I pray that he will give you the grace not to give up in Jesus name amen now that other the other thing that you can also to do to develop the culture of endurance is to trust God to deal with the situation and I would like us to read these scriptures second Timothy chapter 2 from verse 23 to 26 second Timothy 2 23 to 26 and he reads, again I say, don't get involved in foolish, ignorant arguments that only starts fights. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone. Be able to teach and be, and be patient with difficult people. Gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth. Verse 26. Then they will come to their senses and escape from the devil's trap, for they have been held captive by him to do whatever he wants. I would like us to also read 2 Timothy 4 from verse 17 to 18. It says, But the Lord stood with me and gave me strength, so that I might preach the good news in its entirety for all the Gentiles to hear. And he rescued me from certain death. Verse 18, yes, and the Lord will deliver me from every evil attack and will bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. All glory to God forever and ever. Amen. And then 2 Timothy 3 verse 8 to 9. It says that these teachers oppose the truth just as Jans and Jambes opposed Moses. They have depraved minds and a counterfeit faith. But they won't get away with this for long. Someday, everyone will recognize what fools they are. 
just as with James and Jambes. Amen. And this one, I'm telling you that you can develop the culture of endurance by trusting God to deal with the situation. And from the scriptures, you realize that Paul was suffering at the hands of certain people because he, has, he was determined to share the gospel. And Paul was admonishing him that all those people will be dealt with by God. These were people whom had, who had availed themselves for the devil to use them. But God was telling, um, Paul was telling Timothy that he should concentrate and keep preaching. He shouldn't get involved in fights with, with them. In that he should not try to deal with the people that he is suffering affliction by. Sometimes when we are serving God and we feel that certain people are opposing us, we get distracted and try to fight them back. We try to prove to them that they are wrong and we are right. But Paul is telling us from this scripture that don't focus on them. Leave them for God. It is God who will work on their hearts so that they will be delivered from the, from the, from the things that have blinded them from the kingdom of darkness. And for those that have set themselves purposely to make sure that you do not fulfill your assignments in the kingdom, like Jans and Jambes, God has a way that he deals with such people. And so you should not focus on them. Leave it to God to deal with such people. If you focus on them, they will derail you. If you focus on them, they will distract you. And so you must leave such matters into the hand of God. Believe that God is able to deal with such situations so that at the end of the day, they turn out for their good. Amen. Another way that you can also develop the culture of endurance is by remembering the times that God has been there for you. Remembering how he was able to deliver you in time past from certain issues, from certain pains, from certain trials that you went through. Remember what he did for you in the past and believe that he who did it in the past is able to do it again. Let's read 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 11. It says that Paul was saying that you know how much persecution and suffering I have endured. You know all about how I was persecuted in Antioch in Conium and in Lystra but the Lord rescued me from all of it and then 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 16 to 17 it says the first time I was brought before the judge no one came with me everyone abandoned me may it not be counted against them verse 17 but the Lord stood with me and gave me strength so that I might preach the good news in its entirety for all the Gentiles to hear and he rescued me from certain death. Paul was telling Tim, um, Timothy that the same God that was with him when he was suffering persecution in Antioch and in Lystra, that same God that saw him through was able to see he, Timothy through whatever pain or affliction he was also going because of the sake of Christ, because of the gospel of Christ. Paul was reminding him of how he had to stand before a judge. And there was no one with him to stand with him at that time. He was alone, but he said God delivered him. And brothers and sisters, the same God that delivered you in time past, tonight he is able to deliver you. Whatever you are suffering for his name's sake, whatever sacrifices that you are enduring for him, whatever pain, whatever challenges that you are facing because you have decided to live a godly life, believe that God who had taken you from all those periods of um, challenges and pain and affliction in the past he's able to see you through this period again in jesus name amen. amen now the other thing that you can also rely on 
to develop the culture of endurance is to rely on the resources that God has given you. And there are a lot of resources that God has given us as Christians. The first one of such resources is his grace. In 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse, from verse 1 to 2, here Paul wrote that this letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. I have been sent out to tell others about the life he has promised through faith in Christ Jesus. Verse 2. I am writing to Timothy, my dear son. May God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord give you grace, mercy, and peace. Here we see the grace of God being prayed for, for Timothy. He was telling him that at the grace and the mercy and peace of God be the portion unto Timothy for him to be able to do that which God has called him to. The moment we are called into Christ, God provides us with the grace for us to be able to walk with him, to be able to endure everything, every season that we have to endure for his name's sake. He has also endured us with his giftings. In 2 Timothy 1 from verse 6 to, 6 to 7, Paul was telling Timothy to fan into flames the gift that God had placed into him, that was placed into him by the laying of hands. He says, this is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on him. There is a gift that God has placed in us and it is a resource he has given you for you to be able to work with it so that you can endure the seasons and the times for you to be able to attain your reward at the end of the day. He has also given you his power. In Philippians chapter 2 verse 13. Philippians chapter 2 verse 13. He says that for God is working in you. Giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. It is the pleasure of God that you will be able to endure for his name's sake. That you will be able to endure for, the, for you to be able to attain the crown which he has prepared for you. And he says that he gives you that desire and also the power so that you'll be able to endure. He has not left you without anything. He has not left you in, in a disadvantage or in a weak state. But he has given you the power, the dynamics, the ability so that you'll be able to endure in the midst of whatever it is that you have to endure for his name's sake. He has also given us the resource of the Holy Spirit. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 14, if we can turn our Bibles to it, it says that through the power of the Holy Spirit, who lives within us, carefully guard the precious truth that has been entrusted to you. There, has be, there is a faith, there is a precious truth that has been entrusted to you in our lives and when we go through trials and afflictions the devil will always try his best to make sure that we lose this precious truth so that we lose our faith in Christ but we are seeing here that we have been given the power of the Holy Spirit to be resident in us to teach us to lead us to guide us so that we'll be able to go through these afflictions so that we will guard this truth, we will guard this treasure, we will guard this faith that God has deposited in us. And I pray for us that we will always walk in this consciousness that the Holy Spirit is resident in us and he is with us to lead us. He is in us to empower us. He is in us to teach us so that we will be able to endure whatever trial that has come our way in Jesus' name. Amen. We have also been given the word of God. 
and I would like us to read 2 Timothy 4, verse 1 to 2. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 to 2. And Paul wrote that, I solemnly urge you in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who will someday judge the living and the dead, when he appears to set us, set up his kingdom preach the word of god be prepared whether the time is favorable or not patiently correct rebuke and encourage your people with good teaching and that is what i am doing tonight as paul was doing for timothy as you are hearing the word of God, you are being encouraged. The word of God has the ability to encourage us to go through the trials, to go through the afflictions, to go through the persecutions, to go through and endure the sacrifices that we have to make in our work with God. And so be bold as a Christian. Tell yourself that I am fully loaded. I am fully resourced. I have the grace of God available unto me. Great grace, sufficient for you to be able to endure whatever situation that comes your way. You have been given the gift of God. Diverse kinds of giftings for you to be able to walk this race. You have been given the power to work and do the will of God. To be able to do that which will bring pleasure to God. You have the Holy Spirit resident in you. Resident in you to teach you, to guide you, to give you the wisdom to go through every trial, to go through every pain, to go through every affliction. And you also have his word of God to depend on. And the word of God is sure. It is true. It is something that you can stand on. It, uh, it does not lie. It fulfills the purpose for which it has been sent. And so his promises for those who endure to the end, it will stand. It will not lie. It will not delay. If only you will stand and believe in it. And so believe that as a Christian, you are fully resourced. Tell yourself that I am fully resourced. Tell yourself that I am fully loaded. I have what it takes to endure every trial. I will not give up. I will stand on and I will keep fighting for the sake of the gospel. Amen. Now, another thing that you can also do to develop the culture of endurance is to understand that you are not alone. Sometimes I can imagine the times that Paul was going through persecutions and we read from the scriptures that there were times that he had to stand alone in trial to stand before a judge. There were times that he was in prison and those were lonely times. Those were times that sometimes you will feel that you have been deserted, that there is no one around to help you to go through. But Christ is telling us that he has not left us alone. When you read the book of Matthew chapter 28 verse 20. When Jesus was sending the disciples and telling them to go and share the gospel. He says that teach these new disciples to obey, obey all the commands. I would like us to read from verse 27 please. Matthew 28. Sorry, from the verse 19. He says that therefore go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of age. Christ knew that as he was sending them as, as into the world to go and make disciples of others, he knew that there was afflictions ahead. He knew that there was persecution ahead. He knew that there was challenges ahead. But he gave them this assurance 
that he was with them always. He had not left them alone. And that is the assurance I want you to have, that Christ never leaves you. Whatever you are going through, he is by your side. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. He is standing with you and seeing you through to the end. Amen. And you must also remember that you have the prayers of your pastor and the church behind you. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3, Paul told Timothy a very important thing. He said, Timothy, I thank God for you, the God I serve with a clear conscience, just as my ancestors did. Night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. And that is one assurance I also want you to have, that prayers are always ongoing for you. Don't think that you have been left alone in the midst of the battle. Your pastor is praying for you. The church is praying for you. Every time there is a gathering here and prayers are being made, corporate prayers are being made, know that as a member of this church, prayers are covering you and prayers are being made to give you the strength and the grace to stand. So whatever you are going through, you are not going through it alone. There is someone interceding for you. There is a church interceding for you. And by that intercession, just like how Timothy was able to endure and was able to go through and fulfill his calling, because Timothy was praying for him, you also will endure. Amen. You must also understand that there are other brothers and sisters in the church who are also going through the same trials and afflictions. It might not be similar, but they are also going through diverse trials and afflictions and persecutions for the sake of the gospel. Maybe they have not opened their mouth to tell you what they are going through. But when you hear what somebody is going through, I'm sure that you might think that yours is very pale, it's very small in comparison. When you have that understanding that whatever you are going through, other, other brothers and sisters are also going through their own trials and persecutions, you should be comforted. Know that it is something that is common amongst the Christian brethren. You have been called as a soldier, as I said, I said earlier. You have been called into the battlefield. And so it is something that is not uncommon. It is something that is not out of the ordinary. Other people are also going through that, those same trials. So be comforted that you are not alone. And just like how a brother or a sister went through and was able to come out of it, you also will come out. Amen. One other way that you can also develop the culture of endurance is also to have like-minded people around you, to surround yourself with like-minded people. And people who pray, who study the word, who are determined to endure for the sake of Christ. You see, as you are working in this Christian race, by all means, there are times that you will need people to encourage you. There are times that you will need to, people to hold you when you are sleeping. That is why you are not left as an island. You are encouraged not to forsake the assembly of the brethren. And so you must learn to associate yourself with such people. You must learn to associate yourself with Christians. If you associate yourself all the time with people who are not focused on fulfilling their assignments in Christ, who are not focused on going through any form of challenge or affliction for the sake of Christ, you will easily give up because they will not motivate you or encourage you or give you any hope when you are going through any trials for the sake of Christ. But if you surround yourself with such like-minded people, you will get the encouragement, you will get the necessary support so that you are able to go through. 
when you take a man like um, Timothy, for example, um, Paul, in his work with God, you realize that there were so many people that he mentioned their names sometimes in the scriptures. When you read 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 19 to 21, he mentions some of them. He says, give my greetings to Priscilla and Achilla and those living in the household of Onesephorus. Erastus stayed at Corinth and I left Trophimus sick at Miletus. Do your best to get there before winter. Eubulus sends you greetings and so do Pudens, Linus, Claudia and all their brothers and sisters. These were people that Paul considered as brothers and sisters in the faith. He knew they were people that he had surrounded himself with, fellowshiped with them. He associated with them because they were people who were also Christians, who were also suffering persecutions, who were also going through trials. And they were encouraging one another. When one person is at the verge of giving up, the other was there to be able to sustain. And so you must surround yourself as a Christian. Identify people that you know will be there to encourage you when you know you, when you are going through trials and you are on the verge of giving up. They will be able to speak words of encouragement to you. You must identify such people and also associate yourself. And I pray that God will open our eyes to such people. Don't walk as an island in, in, in this Christian work. If you do so, you will fall. But when you are able to gather around you people who have the same cause, who have the same vision, who have the same purpose, you'll be able to go along with them to fulfill purpose. Amen. Amen. The other thing too that you can also do to, um, to develop the culture of endurance is to read about missionaries and the bibliographies of people in the past who endured for the sake of the kingdom now we have people sometimes when we read god's generals we see people who went through various afflictions people who stood the test of time people who stood through who went through various trials for the gospel to spread for the sake of christ when you read about such people, when you, you even watch movies about such people, you are greatly encouraged. You realize that what you are going through is very little compared to what they were able to endure for the sake of God. When you look at people like Charles Finney, what they were able to do to see a whole town, a whole country, be able to come to the knowledge of Christ. When you read about Catherine Coleman, when you read about the things that they were ready to do for the sake of Christ, it gives you encouragement. And so as a Christian, you must develop the habit of reading about such people. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 19 to 21, Paul, 2 Timothy, sorry, in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7, it says, remember your leaders who taught you the word of God. Think of all the good that has come from their lives and follow the example of their faith. As you read about such people, you get to learn how they were able to endure. You get to learn what it took for them to go through those periods of trials. And by those examples, you get something that will also sustain you when you are also going through such trials and temptations. Amen. Also, you must decide that there is a baton that you have to pass on to the next generation. Just like how somebody brought you into the faith. Somebody spoke to you about Christ. And you gave your life to Christ. And now you are a Christian. There, there is also that same faith that was deposited in you. Know and understand that it has to be passed on into, to another generation. 
have an understanding that there are people who are looking up to you as a Christian. As you are walking about as a Christian, there are people in the church that you might not know or people on the outside who look at you and they are inspired by the way that you are living for Christ. They see you go through certain trials and they see that you keep standing and they are inspired that if this sister was able to go through this, if this brother was able to do this for the sake of Christ, then I will also stand firm and not give up. I will not fall. I will not be encouraged. When you do that, you are guarding the faith and you are, be, having, you are passing it on to another people or you are passing it on to another generation so that they will be able to run with it. When you lose your faith in the, in the, in the face of affliction, know that because of you, another person might be falling especially if you are elderly and you have children around you who look up to you know that they are a generation that you are passing on your faith to by your actions by how you go through the things that you go through as a christian the afflictions the pain the challenges the things that you say the things that you do they are watching you and so when you endure when they see you standing they see that this is the way that i should go this is the way that i have to follow this is the example that i have to emulate and so you pass it on to them in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, Timothy was being told that, Paul told Timothy that you have heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. You have not been called into the Christian race to, to just have the, God, um, the faith and not pass it on to others. You are supposed to share the gospel. You are supposed to pass it on. And so stand firm, knowing that it will not end with you, that because of you, another person will also be emboldened to go through affliction for the sake of Christ. Amen. Another thing that can also help us to develop the culture of endurance is to understand that one day you will give account to God. And let's read 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 20. It says, Timothy, guard what God has entrusted to you. Avoid godless, foolish discussions with those who oppose you with their so-called knowledge. But my emphasis is, Timothy, guard what God has entrusted to you. And I'd like us to read 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. It says that for me, we must all stand before Christ to be judged. We will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. There is a day of accountability coming. I talked about the resources that God has given us. I talked about the fact that you have been called as a soldier. And one day you will stand before God and you will give account for all the grace, the power, the strength, the giftings everything that you were resourced with everything that you were given it was given to you for a purpose for you to be able to run the race and be able to come out victorious and one day you will stand before god and you give accounts for all these things that god deposited in you and the question that you must ask yourself is when i stand before god will i be able to give a good account if you have this understanding if you understand deep within you that one day i have a judge that i will be standing before you will be encouraged to endure so that when you stand there you will not find yourself wanting amen, amen. the last thing that i also want to that will help us to also develop the culture of endurance is that 
there is a hope and a, um, a future glory that is ahead of us. God has promised us that in spite of all these sufferings, in, in spite of all this pain, in spite of all these afflictions that we are going through, there is a glory ahead. There is a crown that we are going to receive. In James chapter 1 verse 12, if we can turn our Bibles to it, James chapter 1 verse 12, it says, God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. There is a crown of life to receive. And I want you to boldly tell, tell yourself that I will not lose my crown of life. I will not lose my crown of life. I will not give up in the face of affliction. Because of the crown of life that is ahead of us, if we give up in the face of affliction, we are going to lose it. There is a glory that is ahead of us. There are promises that God has set for us. And we cannot lose God on it. If we, we, if we fail in the day of affliction, if we fail in the day of trial, we will lose this promise that God has promised us heavenward. And so I want to encourage us all that whatever you are going through, whatever sacrifices that you are going through, whatever challenge you are facing, because you are living a godly life, because you are sharing the good news, because you are speaking to others about Christ, know that there is a crown ahead. There is a great promise ahead. There is a life that God has called us heavenward. If we are able to endure to the end, we will be able to enjoy it. Amen. We must also remember that the one who has called us, that is Christ Jesus. He suffered for us. He went through so many pain. He went through so many trials. He suffered on the cross for us. And he who, he who, he who suffered for us. The Bible says that when he died, he rose again. He had victory over death. And with that same victory, he has assured us that when we stand with him, there is a victory that is ahead of us. You must also understand that he said when he was going, when he was going, he told his disciples, and we are also partakers of that promise. In John chapter 14, verse 2 to 3, he said he is going to prepare a place for us. In John chapter 14, verse 2 to 3, he said, There is more than enough, enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. God is going to prepare a place for us, brothers and sisters. There is something ahead of us. There is something glorious that is waiting for us. And we cannot give up now. We cannot fail now. We cannot give up in the battle that we are fighting for the sake of Christ. We cannot lose ground now. There is a need for us to stand. There is a need for us to endure. The culture of endurance must be a part of us because there is a glorious end. And I pray for everyone here tonight that God will give us the grace to stand in the midst of it all, that we will not give up, that he will give us the grace to be able to taste of the victory that he has assured us in Jesus' name. Amen. Shall we please be on our feet? I would like us to pray for ourselves. Amen. And first of all, I would like us to pray to God that we will focus on him. That we will not, we will not lose our focus on him or our sight on him in the midst of every trial or challenge that we go through. 
you want to lift up your voice and pray to God that you will set your eyes on the assignment that he has called you. There is a ministry that Christ has called you to. Pray to God that you will focus on that ministry. Pray to God that you will focus on that assignment. Pray to God that whatever challenge that you are going through, you will not be distracted by them. The people that will seek to cause you to lose your focus on God, you will not pay attention to them. Pray that your eyes shall always remain on him in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for the grace to keep our eyes on you. The one who is the author and the finisher of our faith. We pray that we will not lose sight of the assignments that you have called us to. We pray that we will not lose sight of the ministry. We pray that we will keep laboring in your vineyard. We pray that we will keep committed to the work that you have called us in your house. We pray that you will grant us the grace to remember that at all times you are with us. Pray that God will give you the grace not to forget that he is with you at all times. But by the reason of the Holy Spirit, he is there to guide you at all times. He is there to lead you at all times. He is there to comfort you in the midst of affliction. Pray that you will remember that you have not been left comfortless. Pray to God that you will be able to rely on his word, his sure word, which does not lie. In the midst of any pain, in the midst of any trial, in the midst of any challenge, pray that the word of God will be your bedrock. Pray that the word of God will be the rock on which you will rely on. That it will not fail you. We pray for the grace to trust in your word in the name of Jesus. We pray for the grace to remember your promises. That your promises are true. We pray for the grace that we will not forget who you have called us to be. We pray that we will not forget that you have called us to be soldiers. And if we stand in the day of battle, there is a great victory for us in the name of Jesus. We pray also for the right people to be around us. We pray that you open our eyes to the right people. You open our eyes to godly people. You open our eyes to people who will support us. We pray for helpers even in the times where we seem to be overwhelmed by the trials that we are going through. We pray that such people will give us great encouragement we pray also that we will stand to pray and intercede for others. We will stand to intercede for other Christians who are in the church so that whatever trial, whatever tribulation that they are going through, they will be able to stand. As Timothy, as Paul was praying for Timothy, we are praying to God that we will not lack people who will be interceding for us at all times. Pray to God that you also have the understanding that your shepherd, your pastor is praying for you, that you will not lose sight of this fact, that with this understanding you will go boldly knowing that God is with you that you have somebody interceding for you we pray that none of us shall fall in the day of battle we pray that none of us shall fall in the day of affliction we pray and declare that none of us shall lose our crown of life we pray and declare that and none of us shall lose 
in this race of that God has called us in the name of Jesus. We pray that our eyes shall always be fixed on Christ. We pray that our focus shall always remain on Him in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the power that you have given us to be able to live according to your good pleasure. Your pleasure of enduring for your namesake. We pray that that power is indwelling in us and by that power we overcome all obstacles. By that power we overcome all challenges. By that power we endure every trial, every affliction, every persecution for the sake of Christ in Jesus name. Father in the name of Jesus we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your word that has come to us. We thank you that we have been endued with the power, with the grace, with the resources to be able to endure for you. We thank you that no one here or at the sound of my voice will lose their crown of life. We thank you that none of us shall not be victorious in this race, but we will be able to stand firm and be able to fulfill the purpose and the reason for which you have called us in Jesus' name. Amen. The message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.